Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 229 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by La Creme de la Creme, the cream of the crop, Ashley Domboise. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by the cream of the crop, Ashley Domboise. So, how are you doing today? I my practiced so much better. <laughs> Did you see my pop? I was yes. like, oh my gosh, you said it. <laughs> For anyone confused, <laughs> replay that and hear it again. That was perfect. I'm doing great. How are you? LJ? I'm fantastic. I practice. <laughs> I made sure. So I'm, I mean, I'm fantastic to be speaking with you today. Go ahead. Who, who, how did you practice? The so right way? there was another podcast you did um, and you, you said okay. it. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm so excited to be here today. Obviously, we're in the midst of this crazy season. It's a brand new year. And of course, you've started out the year really strong, which we'll discuss in a moment. But reflecting back quickly on your past year of 2021, mm -hmm. what are a few things personally or professionally that you are particularly proud of from 2021? Oh, man, that there's a lot that has happened in the short span of the last 12 months um debuting I'll say I'm very proud that my debut match in April of last year was on dark against Penelope Ford um and then continuing to be invited back over and over again just like increasingly gets that fire lit and then moving to the nightmare factory moving to train in the nightmare factory in Georgia it's a huge one. Um, the ability to continuously progress and it's happening in such a short period of time that like I'm feeling every single step along the way. Whereas like sometimes you progress over time and really it's like when you take a step back is when you can actually like look at how the changes have happened. But this past year, it's just been like one after the next, after the next, which is like exciting. You've definitely had an incredible year. Like you said, you've been on AEW Dark multiple times and really, I think, coming into fruition on the independent wrestling scene and obviously on the main scale too. I feel like you're steadily rising up there. And I mean, your 2022 just started off with a bang. You recently became the new international wrestling cartel, IWC, women's champion by defeating another Ella, Ella Shea. Ella J. Okay. Yeah. I had to, but how <laughs> are you? For a second, I was like, who's interviewing me? Hold on. Me. Is this my <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I didn't know the face behind the name. <laughs> mm, that's true. That's true. But you did become the IWC women's champion. So how are you feeling after this victory? And is this your first championship? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's what I thought. So how are you feeling now? Finally claiming some gold. The... I, I did not know. <laughs> it feels great. I, I'm very humbled every single time I get in the ring. And if you could see like m my face at that, when I, it, it, during the pin where I actually got the three count, yeah. I was waiting for her to kick out and it didn't happen. And I was like, holy shit. I like, this is real. It feels, it felt like really real in that moment. And I think like, I was joking. I was like, I might cry. And I was like, in the moment, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. So like, there's a couple of weird pictures of my face. Like, like emotional moment. Yeah. My bros are for like, I'm okay. No, um, it was, it, it was really awesome to be, um, I'm honored to be a part of that lineage. I know Britt Baker was like the biggest thing as far as I can go back in history that held that title. And then Katie Arquette, who I respect to the T her and I did our my first tag team experience in a live match was with Katie Arquette the queen of the silver screen at yeah. IWC mm -hmm. yeah so that was just really cool I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity 
and now you are the IWC women's champion. Obviously it has a lot of history. Like you said, Britt Baker's held it in a lot of, a lot of credible people. And I mean, you're making your way through the scene. And of course, with a new year comes with new goals. So if you could learn one new skill, whether personally or professionally, what would it be and why? Hmm. I'm going to say, oh man, there's so many answers. So I was about to say one answer and like a flood just came to my head. We'll say um, physically, I want that more of a aggression to come out in the ring. A lot of times um, it just doesn't translate as I want it to. And a lot of my striking, like I want to be, my, my father has a background in karate. He's a third degree black belt yes. in karate, Kempo boxing. And um, he's going to kill me taekwondo so the fact that like my strikes look how they do compared to what he does I'm like disgracing his name so <laughs> I want to get better at my strikes and I'm not doing jujitsu anymore which isn't striking anyway but um I feel like that that like technical martial arts side I want to get stronger so we'll see where that leads to right now there's a lot physically going on so I don't know how much more I can put on my plate there this year but <laughs> yeah which we'll talk about a, a bunch of that stuff like you are very versatile when it comes to skills physically and mentally i would say but i first wanted to talk about and correct me if i'm pronouncing this wrong vinyasa yoga i might be butchering that but oh, okay so you used to or or do teach that so can you tell me more what vinyasa yoga is all about absolutely and it links to wrestling as well okay so vinyasa yoga is yoga the, it's the the asana the physical part of yoga where you're linking your breath with the movement so it, technically anything could be a vinyasa flow it's linking your breath with your movement i coach at orange theory fitness and at the end we get to breathe and stretch together there's this new focus on breath work so like your ability to breathe while you're in the movement is translating throughout like every every little section of my life because even when you're learning how to wrestle if your breathing is off you're going you're either gonna get a stinger or <laughs> lose your breath like if you hit the floor and you don't allow yourself to breathe when you're doing that it's like the breath gets stuck and it's like this sharp pain in your chest so like um vinyasa yoga is linking your movement with your breath and it can happen in the wrestling ring as well um, it helps to keep your, like all the way from your muscles to your ligaments and tendons malleable. I think that I prevent myself from being injured a lot just by implementing vinyasa yoga into my routine. Got to keep your body healthy and strong if you want to keep beating it up. <laughs> Do you so have like any like certain breathing techniques that you implement into vinyasa yoga or is it just more focusing on it see i have no idea but i'm very curious that's awesome no this is a really cool just light to shine on the fact that this is an underlying tool that i use to help me in the ring um so there is a different a couple different breaths um i use kapalabhati breathing and then i use what we call like an oceanic breath as well so the kapalabhati breathing Right now it is freezing. So when I go into training, we don't have heaters in there. So to warm my body up, there's like a palabatic breathing, which is like a series of sharp exhales where you don't focus on the breath in. And that builds heat in the body and gets me like fired up. Before a match too, I'll do a couple, I'll go in the bathroom, I'll be that weirdo. You'll just hear noises. And it's <laughs> it's, it's like, Ashley, we know it's her. <laughs> <laughs> She's just remembering how to breathe. It's fine. <laughs> And then uh, the oceanic breath is another way to tone my vocal cords, which I have a history of like, I, I had a vocal cord injury from coaching too much. Just interesting. was coaching a lot in New York City when I lived there uh, and I blew my voice out. So I had to learn how to warm up my vocal cords. But the good thing is that that also warms up the entire body and kind of calms the mind, calms the body. And um yeah, there's so many different types of breathing, but those are my two main ones. Okay. So when you have this vocal cord injury, what is, is the rehab 
I guess it would be rehab process back. Is it just like slowly like talking or during certain breathing? What is what? Okay. What it, what does the recovery process look like for that type of injury then? Horrible. Really? It's horrible. Oh my God. I talk a lot and I coach a lot. So the only way to heal a vocal cord injury is to not talk. Mm-hmm. My mom used to call me when I had my injury, just to hear my voice and laugh, I would answer the phone and be like, hello. <laughs> and she'd be like, <laughs> just okay, honey, don't need to talk anymore. I'm just gonna let you know something and then you hang up, don't say a word. And there was just like this frustration of like, like I can't express myself. So that the healing process was a quiet one. Oh my God, especially <laughs> too when that's like your like, a big part of your work and also like in the ring with promos and like communicating that's like essential right. that's just a basic human like communication necessity too but i mean as as a coach as an expert in yoga what do you think are some common misconceptions or hesitation or or hesitations people might have about yoga you think about yoga um okay my favorite one this i became aware of when I, uh, cause I got into yoga when I was a dancer yeah, and then I held on to it strongly when I got into bodybuilding because I started to get a lot more dense and like tight. And I was like, I need to stretch. So like continuing to keep that and share it with the new people that I was surrounding myself around, they'd be like, I don't want to do yoga. That's too easy. Or like, Oh, what are we going to do? Like that the biggest misconception that's a peeve of mine is when they say yoga is easy. And I'm like, oh. it's not, I've only done it like twice and it is not. <laughs> or you can go to the gym. You can wear yourself out for two hours and be like, oh, that was so crazy. And I'm like, do a 30 minute yoga session with me. <laughs> Hit you up, hit her up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time right now, but maybe, okay, like, maybe one day. <laughs> Fair, fair. But I mean, I know too, you, sometimes we need to disconnect to reconnect with our inner selves. I've seen you post about that before. And I've seen you at various scenes like waterfalls or at the beach. So is there a certain place for you that brings you the most peace? Maybe. Girl, literally any body of water or anything with excessive greenery like this behind me, that's this what I was. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> my bedroom is set up like a, like how I want to feel inside of my yoga studio. I miss my. I live in Georgia now, and back when I lived in New York, I had my little sanctuary spaces within the city where I knew I could go to disconnect to reconnect. Right, and I had to kind of build that around me as I traveled. So, like this little tapestry here. Um, one of my best friends who is a Reiki healer put me onto this. And then I have like her artwork on my wall. I have like my artwork that whenever I needed to express myself during that disconnection, have like expressed myself through on my wall. So it's just like, um, any, any body of water or any greenery green space like or even better is like when you go on a hike and you find a waterfall so I haven't found that here yet but I know where they are in New York (laughs) yeah so what are some of those places then in New York if people are looking to because a lot of people live in New York if people are looking to find some peace what are some of your go-to places in uh, New York City um oh my god Prospect Park I was trying to think of the name of it I know Central Park is a big one yeah and just because I know it's extremely touristy and a lot of people will avoid that place just to avoid the tourists. However, if you go deep enough into it, or if you have like, I have like my starry eyed New York city memories of like going near, um, Columbus circle. I feel like everything is so distant in my mind. I'm like, where was that place? Columbus circle has like those rocks, um, just sitting there and then having like to your left, you can see all the green and forest that you can kind of get lost into. And then on the right is like children laughing and playing on a swing set. So yeah, 
Definitely too. I've only been to New York city once and I went to central park. It was very, there was a lot of cool, like water fountains and then obviously all the greenery and stuff, but it's good to, to learn more. I mean, cause that's definitely a hub for a lot of people too. And, and I, I'm very curious to you find yourself out in nature a lot too. What is the most adventurous or maybe daring experience you've been out on in nature or an uncommon place? I love your questions. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to get this picture off my wall. Hold on one second. So my most, my most adventurous place out in nature, you said? Yes. So what is the most adventurous or daring experience you've ever been out on in nature or an uncommon place? Okay. For all of the above, it was in this one experience. So I used to lead and help lead yoga retreats abroad. And I went to Guatemala with a group of friends for the yoga adventure retreat, and it was legit a yoga adventure. Mm, we climbed, I forget the name of it, but a volcano in Lake Atitlan in Guatemala. So it was the coolest experience. And actually along the way, I got a little uh-huh. hand, handmade painting by like a nine-year-old. Yeah. That's by a nine-year-old. What? A nine-year-old. That kid is like, going to be the next Picasso. Right. I was just like, I'm buying this and finding some way to put it in my backpack because we backpacked there. And um, so the it was really cool. You go as a group and you're you're climbing a volcano and, you know, it's fine at the bottom. And then it gets, as it gets higher and higher, I started to like really feel the the way it affects your breathing, the altitude. And then some people were getting nauseous and like staying back. And then some people had to stay back with them. And then we, I had a, there was like a small handful of us that made it all the way to the top in the clouds. And it took six hours to climb to the top with a good steady pace. And then on the way back down, we realized, oh crap, like we need to get down before the sun sets and going down is obviously going to be a little faster because you have gravity, but I was so hyped. I don't know, like as we got lower, maybe more oxygen entered my brain. And I just had this natural high of like being surrounded by this mm-hmm. and, and seeing that steep drop of like going back down towards the water. I legit ran, slid, fell my way all the way down. I got down in just under four hours of just like trail running down the volcano. like. It, like I had scrapes everywhere because yeah. I was just sliding down. It was so I'm glad we have the visuals so too here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I remember because the people who stopped at the points along the way that like they got the message like, oh, we're going back down. So they started to slowly walk back down. And there was like, Vroom, what the hell was that? That was Ashley, like just flying down the volcano. <laughs> so that was the most fun, adventurous, daring, scary, and beautifully lit by nature experience (laughs) yeah oh my gosh so when you got down there finally like was it dark out at that point then uh not when I got down okay fair (laughs) and we waited for everyone else and like slowly Mm -hmm. the sun was setting but I got to man I don't even remember being winded I was exhilarated until like that night like being able to sit down by the water because it was um the volcano is literally surrounded by this lake yeah. And we were just down on the lake, the the second girl that made it down. But I had a couple of people that were like, that looks like fun. I'm going to do it with her. And like, we'll join eventually. But when we were down there watching the sunset on that water was like the coolest part. But yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh, girl. I can't. I mean, obviously like it's, it's peaceful too, but on the way down, that's definitely an adrenaline rush. I cuts and scrapes all over but it sounds beautiful and just from the painting oh my gosh like yeah sounds amazing I know I need a yoga retreat (laughs) I mean travel restrictions are opening up I mean you know I know but they're so expensive I was getting paid to be there (laughs) okay fair 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 but I mean kind of along the same lines too I mean with with yoga and too I seem to that you follow or post a lot of proverbs or or quotes too including your tattoo which we'll talk about in a minute but is there any quote that you feel maybe it is your tattoo but is there any quote you feel you really resonate with in terms of life 
I have a new one now. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I recently, I listen to a lot of tarot card readings. I'm guilty of it, but it helps me see things, different possibilities and, and outlooks that I can then contrast to what I'm experiencing, see if I resonate or not and bigger picture points of views and possibilities. So through that, I kind of got caught up in it too much where I needed to step back and I started to look for another form of like mental self-care that isn't so on the spiritual side. I wanted something that was the opposite and that is stoicism. Mm -hmm. The philosophy within stoicism was like such a grounded way to look at life. It almost reminded me of um, the Tao and Buddhism where I was like, oh, like there's no like, everything is positive and you're going to be great. This was like, no, everything that happens to you happens for a reason. And there's a lesson within it all. And the quote that I took from, I want to say it's Epictetus. He's like an ancient philosopher of stoicism. And it says the obstacle is the way. So like doing what you're afraid to do because you know, it's going to make you better. Whatever obstacle you see in your path, that's not a way for you to find a detour. Like there's no shortcut. The obstacle is the way. What you want is on the other side of that. So that's my new favorite quote. I like that. <laughs> conquering conquering things you may be afraid of instead of taking that detour or that shortcut. I like that. I like that. That's something that especially resonates with me because it's so easy to like try to go around it or just not confront it at all. But sometimes you need to. And I mean, you're yeah. very into, I know, uh, Proverbs. I mean, we're, we'll talk about your Latin proverb that is on your, your, I can't, I can't do a thing. It is your right arm. That's right what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought that <laughs> tr translates to fortune favors the bold. So can you tell us more about why you chose this quote specifically or what it means to you? Cause obviously it means something to you if you're going to get it tattooed. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Every tattoo, there's a quote by, um, oh my goodness, big Sean who says, uh, these aren't tattoos, these are scars. And for every like mental like obstacle that I've had to get through or like situation where I had to heal wounds you couldn't see, it, it kind of resulted in a tattoo somewhere somehow. Um, so I just had like a series of, of things that would happen in my life where it was like, I had to take these risks that I had no idea what was going to happen on the other side, but I felt like I had no other choice because what I wanted, and it relates to the, my new favorite quote too. It's like, I know where I want to go and I know intuitively what feels right for me. Like when you listen to yourself, no matter what, you're going to piss someone else off. You're going to have people who are maybe more senior than you, more advanced than you in life in general and tell you that, oh, you shouldn't do that because of X, Y, and Z. But yeah in my heart, I know it's the next right step for me to get out of life what I need. And maybe I needed to screw up. Maybe I needed to not listen to what you said and, and take that risk and get burned and feel that to learn and to grow and to build that character. So without being bold enough to like do what I feel, not I'm going to do whatever I want, but like, there's something that's like, no, you need to experience this. That's that taking that risk and, and, and doing that boldly with like, this is what I need to do. Like, that's where I've found the richest lessons in life. Like fortune doesn't mean money. Cause let me tell you, there's no fortune here right now, but <laughs> the, the richness of like life and then the memories that you build from it. So that, that fortune or the opportunities just, that, that you've yeah. gotten per se. Yeah. You have to be bold and you have to, but one of the toughest things for me is making a decision. So when I feel in my heart that I can finally make a decision on whether it's two or multiple options, like the boldness that comes behind it to drive me to that, to complete that is like, is the fortune in itself. So I, just to remind myself, whenever I would feel like getting smaller, every good thing that's resulted has been a result of being bold and getting something good on the other side. I like that too. It's really like, 
it, it resonates with me too, because I mean, whether fortune people, like obviously the most obvious thing is like wealth and stuff like that, but it could be like the opportunities you've been getting or like knowledge or, or wisdom or like happiness, like whatever your interpretation of fortune is, if you don't like take the risk or lose the chance basically is another one to taking the boldness or the strength or the courage to make a decision or something like you said, definitely is something that hits home with me. So so I like that a lot. I really do. And I'm, I'm very curious too. Maybe it was just because you liked it there, but did you place it on your right arm for a specific reason or was it more for the aesthetic? Both. Okay. There's a reason for, for each. Okay. <laughs> um, so for the aesthetic reason, I am extremely, uh, I love tattoos, but if they don't, emphasize or embellish on the body's natural art I don't like it I'm like I want your tattoo to or for, for my let me put it towards myself I want my tattoos to either flow into or accentuate different parts of my body so this here it falls right into the line underneath my bicep yeah or before my tricep starts so I like the aesthetic line of where that is Secondly, for that deeper part, um, in yoga, the right side of the body is your masculine side, the right, the left side is your feminine side. So it is a very masculine energetic quality to go out and seek and conquer shit that you want in life. And if I were to get it on my right side, my softer side, it didn't feel right to me. I was like everything that I've had to like man up to do, I've had to like tap into that more external driven energy so Submissive. i put it on my yeah 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 want to cut promos like your favorite wrestling legends smacktalkshowdown.com is the only place to buy the party game where smack talking your opponents isn't just encouraged it's required smack talk showdown is 550 unique cards featuring crazy characters vicious feuds and gimmick matches that help set the stage for your epic verbal smackdown go to the extreme with the lewd attitude expansion and go head to head with promos you might want to keep between close friends go to smacktalkshowdown.com right now and use promo code gal that's g-a-l to get five dollars off of your purchase again that's promo code gal g-a-l for five dollars off your order only at smacktalkshowdown.com i like both of those which one you have one on your left too right i think i peaked yeah i peaked it okay yeah. So this is my arrow. This is actually very contrary to the explanation I just said to you, but this <laughs> one should be on my right side because, um, you know what? No, it's staying on my left you side because <laughs> I'll own it. My father decided that, and I, oh, I thought this was an arrow for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh, and look, I have, um, my dad is the one that decided that for the Damboise family, we have our tattoo of an arrow mm-hmm. and which is very also masculine as well. However, because it is a family oriented thing, a more maternal thing, I put it on my left side. Also, I just like the balance of it up here down there. Of course too. <laughs> I mean, talking about your body, besides yoga, you're, you also are a bodybuilder and yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you did compete in your first bodybuilding show in 2019 at the national physique committee in Northeast correct? Yes, okay. I did. So <laughs> what, again, I have no idea. Very curious though. What was the preparation process like for you ahead of that show? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the preparation process was the most difficult thing I've had, had to put myself through actually, because it affects everything. everything. You don't realize how much food affects you until you are determined to remain strict on a food restriction. Um, I am an emotional eater. <laughs> and when I was going through a, a breakup, I needed, there's another quote that I love that says, when you use discipline, you're less ruled by your emotions. I'm saying the quote wrong, but the, the concept is like, 
to stop being pulled by your emotions, implement discipline, and then you will, it's almost like the emotions kind of go to the sidelines and you're just focused on what you need to do. So setting a date of my show and having that goal of changing your life because as above, so below and vice versa, when you change the outside of you, the inside changes. When you change the inside of you, the outside can be affected. I believe it goes both ways. So I knew my insides were a mess and I was like, I'm going to work from the outside in because that's my, that's easier for me. I can, I can see this, I can feel this. So in bodybuilding, when you want to reach your goal, there are no shortcuts. You cannot hire someone to eat better for you. You can hire someone to tell you, you can spend all the money in the world to figure out what your macros are, but you have to do it. You have to do the work. Otherwise you're going to step on stage and you're not going to look the way that you wanted to. You're not going to get the results that you wanted to. Um, and it doesn't even mean getting that first place position. It means going up, it means seeing yourself up there and being proud of what you did because you know you worked every minute of every day leading up to this. So the preparation was actually very odd, very short, but I was very determined. So um, I did it in eight weeks and I is went that from- normal or is it normally no. longer? For your first time, people can spend a year, up to a year oh. preparing for it. Um, but I had an athletic background already. So the the only thing and actually the hardest thing was the, the the dieting so I dieted very very hard for eight weeks my coach is very strict but also I think one of the coolest things that what gave me a little edge to my transformation happening so fast he's Kenyan and Fred Shaka does not he doesn't understand candy or like gum or like he's like this stupid like why would you put that in your body it's not even food so I <laughs> he has such a hard head mindset stuck in like his natural everything is natural that like I just kind of connected my brain to his as much as I could so that I could walk by stores in New York City where they're pumping out the the smell of like the chocolate oh. and the subway and like food or fresh baked cookies and like I had to literally go like blinders on it's not like, there. that's not food that's not food if you don't see it it's not there <laughs> yeah so like I just ate straight up steamed chicken tilapia asparagus sweet potatoes sometimes rice egg whites and protein powder that was my diet my life for about eight weeks and I dropped down to eight percent body fat oh my gosh I can't remember. No, I don't. I honestly don't remember anything. They would teach us this in like high school gym class, like body, like <laughs> BMI percentages, like what is above. Yeah. I know like 30 is like bad. I think it's 20 to something. Is nor I don't know. It's BMI been a long time. Body fat percentage. Okay. Like right now I am 14.7. So about 15% body fat okay. right now. I'm going to get back down to eight. So you guys are going to see me shrink over time. And, uh, my bump on my forehead gets bigger and bigger, the more fat I lose. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a unicorn, you guys. Exactly. I mean, embrace <laughs> it. So yeah. that's all you can do. You've certainly been, put, you've certainly been putting in the work. I mean, you've broken a bunch of personal records too, for you yourself in the gym. So what is the most mm-hmm. recent personal record that you've broken in the gym that you can recall? uh the record of not going to the gym for an entire week I'm just this this prep I'm on prep right now for a show in May Mm. and I had decided at week 16 when we were starting that I was going to build up to wellness so I started to put on more weight and now that my wrestling training has gotten harder um we're there I get to do the day class and night class sometimes. So like, I'll be there from 5 PM to 11 PM. And then I'm coaching the, the 5 AM class. <laughs> so like sleep is very minimal right now, or like odd, oddly placed. It's, it's hard for me right now to find balance, to train as hard as usual. So now my goal is, is, is finding points of rest. 
And it's making it difficult for me to break records in the gym or to maintain records in the gym. I did the same workout that I did um, in like August of 2019. I went back and I just did it again a few weeks ago. I couldn't walk for three days. I was like, what did I used to do? Holy crap. Like, I feel like I look so much stronger than before, but like when you're off your game and when your recoveries are not as strong, that's when you have to reevaluate and do things differently. So no PRs to report right now. No, uh, no record breaking anything. Just trying to find those pockets of recovering after impact. Well, yeah, that's important yeah. too for your own. I, I, you wouldn't want to go ham and then keep going. No, just it wouldn't work out. No, gotta rest and yeah. well, R&R <laughs> as they say, right? Mm -hmm. rest and recovery and I mean we're all about keeping the good energy I know that's something that you pride yourself on so do you have any song suggestions to uplift your spirits if you're you're feeling down or if you just need motivation oh man I have a whole playlist (laughs) but I'll say my one of my favorite artists in general is Burna Boy and that just kind of flashes me back to really great times in New York city, in central park with my coach, Fred, he's engaged now to one of my good friends from college. So like any songs that are linked to good memories of mine. So burn a boy has a lot of good memories and good juju behind it. Um, David Guetta just putting on like entire, what are they called? Not tracks, but like sets, entire sets yeah. of David Guetta is going through his stuff helps me feel like yeah yeah <laughs> David Guetta has a lot of good collaborations I mean honestly yeah. a lot of I I grew up like my music taste is honestly like 2008 to 2013 there's a lot of songs in there that I love and he was definitely huge yeah. then uh, a lot of a lot of great bops as the kids say <laughs> <laughs> a lot of great bops I like it as the kids say now no cap right do you know what yeah. that means I just found out what that meant no you just <laughs> So I'm, I'm only 24. So I know it means like, that's not a lie. Like that's the truth. Cap means you're lying basically. Yeah. (laughs) No cap, like no lie. I'm still learning some things. I, I, I feel old when I'm on TikTok. It's a whole, it's a whole, yes. There's like, there's like 12 year olds on TikTok. And like, I look in the comments, I have no idea what this slang is that they're talking about. And I'm not even that old. Okay, I have not looked there yet. I am um, go to the TikTok for the choreography and then I peace out as fast as I can. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. But I mean, in, in terms of your flexibility and of course athletic abilities, would you say it's attributed to genetics, good training, or a combination? I know you said your dad is obviously a third degree black belt and stuff like that. So is yeah. it a combination, maybe? Definitely. I think that I started out with good genetics, good genetic potential, but I see it's what you do with what you're given for sure. Because there are people in my family that have the same genetics as me pretty much, or I guess half of the same genetics as me. Yeah. And if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. So I think that being raised in, in a discipline, I started out in gymnastics And then that grew to ballet, dance. And that's when I was like, okay, like I want to do karate. Like, cause my dad would always play these like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan movies. And he was like, no, no, you're going to do ballet. It's it's the same thing for like pretty much um, a good amount of my childhood was raised in a discipline. So I think that posturally that alters someone, someone's development and like proprioceptively like knowing and being aware of your body in space helps just being a human like living in new york city you can't survive if you don't have proprioception everyone's like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. i remember trying to rush to a class that i had to teach and i was sprinting in between bodies like these trees like um so i think just how i was raised in a developmental period of life where it's like your body is your main focus and connecting, coordinating. So like anyone grow, growing up in sports and stuff too, I think it's the same benefit. 
Yeah. And I've seen you, you're very coordinated and very flexible from when I was scrolling. <laughs> so do you have any weird tricks or contortions you can do with your body? <laughs> um, so in my early dance days, when I was like, uh, transitioning from being a gymnast into an acrobatic dancer, yeah. it's called, um, acro. Yeah. We would combine lyrical dance with acrobatic dance and it turned into me becoming pretty much a contortionist. And I have a picture of that too. Hold on. I can't do it anymore, but I'll oh, show you. She's got it ready. I literally, well, I just found this. So this is hilarious. Um, so this was like my signature move. And it was like what all the ki- cool kids were doing. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, like, I can see that. That's my leg behind my head. And we would just play around with like, can we just kick our leg up and spin mm-hmm. with like our <laughs> hand doing like pirouettes on it? But yeah, that was my my biggest uh life achievement when I was younger (laughs) but I mean yeah I I asked because I have some friends who don't have a background in any of that but they're just naturally can they can do some weird contortions like the people who can like fold their arms like behind Mm -hmm. I can't or like and then like unpretzel them I just can't (laughs) I wish I could but everything is a I grew up being too flexible. So my, my journey in life has become, has been to become more stable. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. I mean, you've participated talking about dance too, obviously with choreography class and tap mm-hmm. class. And again, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Petronio class, I don't know if I, if I butchered that it was then again, this is from a tweet from like 10 years ago. <laughs> um, Petronio. Yes. He's a choreographer. Okay. Okay. That's a, oh my goodness. It's like Steven Petronio or what yes. was it? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, okay. So can you tell me more about the Petronio classes? I don't know if that's, if he taught you that or what was the basis of the movements? I wonder if, if I'm, if I'm just relating that to the closest thing. I've only done one Steven Petronio masterclass and okay. it was uh, in New York city at steps on Broadway and that was when I was really trying to uh, hustle, audition, get in front of the right people to join international dance companies. Like my goal in life has been, but any dream I've had has been revolving around being physical, being performative and traveling. So that's how everything kind of connects. I've come. Okay. What, <laughs> can you tell me more about your favorite performance as a dancer? Oh man. Yeah. It was with Jawale Willa Zoller. She was one of my professors in school. I went to school at Florida State University and got my degree in dance there, dance performance and arts administration. So working with her put such a guttural aspect to the dance that brought it to life for me, where it wasn't just a pretty thing happening on a stage, which is great in itself. And I love that aspect of dance too, because some people just need to feel good about something and dance can bring that out of you um working with Jaole it was it was it it had a French name and it was something like about a stairway I can't like remember any of the words but all I remember are the feeling the feelings I had of being able to work with this cast of super strong freaking women and building a story around multiple stories of the struggles of being a woman and like from different cultures. And we all brought our own piece of the story together and got to perform it in front of my peers and in front of anyone on the college campus that wanted to come. But then that led to a connection in New York City because she's a famous choreographer in New York City as well, internationally as well. And when I came to New York and I was doing my dance internships to like hopefully get hired somewhere, I got to work with her and help her set that movement on the, the company that she, like the, cause I was just part of the company in, in school. This was her professional company and I got to kind of be a part of that process a little bit from behind the scenes. So that was my favorite performance that led to just feeling more empowered within myself as a dancer, as a human, as a woman, and then how it connected to me in my professional endeavors in New York City, it kind of helped me feel more grounded because I was like, this is home. 
and I can do this. Good. So be, uh, earlier too, we were talking about with injuries from, from yoga. Have you had any mm-hmm. crazy injuries from dance? <laughs> oh um, gosh. <laughs> I don't know why that this random memory popped in my head. I didn't get an injury from dance, but I got a really bad sunburn <laughs> before going to dance. And it was just on my ass because I did a sun bed. I was like on campus. I was discovering the sun tanning beds and I had never tanned my butt before. And I got a really bad burn in between periods of uh, like, uh, yeah, I had my ballet class. We had a break Mm -hmm. for lunch and then my modern class right after. And we were doing vestibular motion training and we're finding different ways of spinning so we had to sit on our butt and spin nonstop until the teacher told us to stop and I remember being in so much pain like and my my coach my teacher was like why what is wrong with you like I I burned my butt I burned my butt so bad and like I showed her a little bit um but that I don't know if that counts as an injury. So one injury, <laughs> I guess that would be a little, would be that's, a little that's, bit more. That's not too bad though, if that's your only injury. But I mean, especially <laughs> too, if that happened like during like a day of a week of rehearsals or something where you have to wear the costumes, some of those are itchy as hell. I danced for five so years. Bad. Uh-uh. <laughs> Oh yeah. What kind of dancing did you do? I did uh jazz tap and ballet. I did like one year of hip hop. It was just not my thing, but this is way <laughs> like elementary middle school. This is way back oh. in the day, but I remember those, some of those, actually all of them were itchy <laughs> as heck. Then again, when you're a kid, they're not the most tastefully done ones, but oh, I just can't imagine a sunburn with one of those costumes. Mm-mm. It was, it was like, a, it was like, Cody Rhodes fire in the very kind of yeah. <laughs> so oh bad. I couldn't walk. I can't, yeah, you're probably like walking very <laughs> stiff. <laughs> like this is bad. I have cancer on my ass cheeks right now. Oh but my I've God. since then learned to use lotion and um a lot of aloe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah. That I really, really have never had a serious injury. That's a good thing then. Yeah. I think it's because I'm too flexible growing up. It's like, I, I, I fall a lot. And the, uh, I remember being in the middle of a nutcracker performance and I was in the center of, it was me and two other ballerinas, a little trio were dancing around like the children of the family while they were opening up their presents in the, in the story. And I rolled my ankle, but I felt the ankle give out. So I let everything roll and I like landed in a, in a, in a shuttle with my legs out. And I was like, and I got back up and I continued the choreography. But if, if (laughs) I remember people seeing it go in slow motion and they're like, if that was my ankle, I would be out. What, how did you land so gracefully? And the key to life is learning how to fall. True. You you uh, yeah. fall down um seven, get up eight, as they say. <laughs> Definitely too though. It literally happens so <laughs> fast. And they're like graceful fall or was that graceful fall? Maybe yeah. maybe that's a hidden talent, graceful falling if people need a stunt double ash. <laughs> that can go on blast. I am training to be a stunt double right now. Oh. Doing my best. Okay, girl. Okay. That's cool. We'll have to get an update in the future. Definitely. But I mean, we, I mentioned earlier, if you're not already, have you thought about hopping on the TikTok dance train? (sighs) Yes, absolutely. Um, I wish that I could more often every now and again, I'll do a TikTok like here and there just for my own fun and creativity, but yeah, I've done a couple of TikTok dances, just not consistently. So I'm like a part-time TikTok dance trainer. There, TikTok, I go in and out in phases. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I don't record any videos, but I just mean scrolling. But I mean, lastly, to close things out, you tweeted out the following last year. 
it, it's nothing bad, I promise, but it leads me into <laughs> what the premises of a wrestling gal you tweeted. And I quote, I love meeting badass women. And again, this is in all caps, which makes it even better. <laughs> I love meeting badass women who are focused on making their lives better without shitting on others. True. Leading by example and absolutely raising the vibes when they enter a room. So who are some people that you have met that have really generated some positive vibes for you? First and foremost, it will start most recently. Um, Kayla Rossi. Yeah. AEW. Yep. I, I was training with her at the nightmare factory before she was released to the world. And I just, I admire her strength and her softness as a woman, but strength as just like this go-getter at the same time. Like she's been there for me. There's a, there, oh man, there's a lot of strong women that I've been meeting lately that I just, I want to continue to feed off of and grow with. And definitely Kayla, and she's currently helping me now as I get ready for my next competition. Um, then the, the woman, Jawale Willa Jozaler, that was my choreographer that just pulled out, pulled from you, like what you didn't know you had. And like you walk, she walks into a room and you just feel better. <laughs> like, oh, Jawale's here. Um, yeah, I wonder what when was that posted? Is there a date on there? Um, it like... was twenty twenty one. I think I want to say it was like June or July of last year. It was it was pretty recent within the last year, I would say. Um, but it, yeah. like I I really like we're all about like hashtag girl power here. Like that's what I that's what I that's what yeah. we do. So I mean, I I was just genuinely curious too. Who are some people that have really like positive vibed you or like really like empowered you? And I mean, those are two great examples. Yeah, these are people, those are people that are more mainstream, I think, but like women like Erica Chen, Courtney Rice, these are, those are two women that you'll see. I, I don't really have too many personal like people on my profile anymore. I've kind of like started to trim that out and make it more focused on wrestling, but I'm pretty sure there's still a post that, that revolves around Courtney and Erica and they are my life source. Uh, strong women who when I feel depleted and I, I, my goal, whenever I go somewhere is to leave it feeling better than when I got there. So like your vibe is contagious. And I believe in that whole aura thing and how, when you're close to someone, you affect their mood and vice versa. If you're unaware of it, like if someone's in a shitty mood, all of a sudden you start to feel bad and you don't know why you feel shitty. It's like, Oh, Oh, oh I gotta just kind of move away from you. Yeah. I don't want to be that. I want people, I want to attract people with that like oh that feels good let me let me like rub off on that like you know let me bring that to the next place I go to so the the women that I surround myself with are on that vibe and I want to bring more of that into the world and into this industry so uh, I miss you guys if you're here listening to this <laughs> they live in different states now but it's important it. to kind of have those like friend soulmates I guess if you whatever you want to call them I definitely yeah. have a few of them myself that I've like grown up with throughout like the last decade plus and it's definitely really important even if you don't have contact you just know that like they're there yeah one FaceTime call away <laughs> exactly but Ashley before I let you go can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias absolutely um on Instagram it's at Ashley Damboise and same thing on Twitter. I'm working on my TikTok kind of, but not, not on purpose. It's just kind of whenever I want to make TikToks. So if you're curious, you can go to Ashley Michelle underscore 13, I think, but, um, it's on my Instagram. If you go to one of my TikToks on there, you'll see it. That's it pretty much. Okay. And you'll have to give us an update on your stunt double training the next time that I talk oh. to you. So that's definitely, <laughs> or, or maybe that, maybe that could be TikTok content. I don't really know. However you want to do it, but <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, LJ. It was an absolute pleasure on my end too.